welcome to Patmos. Thank you for watching and or listening. Uh, today we're going to be talking about scientism uh, and how it intermingles with the Church of Woke and how scientism itself is not science. Why conservatives get this very wrong when they talk about the word science. Uh, first, I just uh, wanted to point you towards our locals page which is at ozymandias.locals.com. Uh, it's free to read. It is $2 a month to be able to post uh, anything and or comment. That's just the rules of what they have over there, and I'm going to become more active there uh, as I become more active again on here. And that's O-Z-Y-M-A-N-D-I-A-S at, or O-Z-Y-M-A-N-D-I-A-S.locals.com. Uh, you can also uh, reach me on Twitter at Paracelsus Burns. So today's main topic, uh, this was just something that I'd been running into as we watch the narrative of COVID end. And, you know, you see the memes now of just like that, uh, Putin has uh, solved COVID-19 because nobody cares anymore. It is no longer the lead story. Nobody cares um at all. And as you saw this, interestingly enough, it coincided with a bunch of different things. The end of the COVID narrative coincided with the CDC deciding to straight, you know, change how they uh, count things. And all of a sudden it went from around like 90%. Um, gosh, I should have looked that up um, before it went on, but it was something like 90% of the country being at high risk to now being like 20% or something along those lines. Uh, it also coincided with the same time that California, amongst many of the other hardline COVIDian states, are all now dropping mask mandates. Um, also, the New Zealand Supreme Court, magically a few days into the narrative shift, has decided that everything that had been done for the last two years was somehow unconstitutional and it's going to be rolled back. And so, no, so now all the chart and graphers... Um, that have been posting charts and posting graphs with no end. Um, day and night, they've been posting charts and graphs and talking about how the science just doesn't make sense. I'm now running victory laps and saying, look, we beat them. We've destroyed them. We've beaten and destroyed them. And I, because they haven't shown any ability to see the actual narrative by their actions because they've continued to post part charts and graphs they are i'm sure by running these victory laps somehow in their mind inferring that all these people you know not all these people but there was this little noisy niche of people saying nobody cares about the charts they were wrong look we've won now look we've won the freedom truckers in Canada or the ones in America, like, look, see, this is this is what we needed. This is what won. And it wasn't. Um, Ukraine took the spotlight off of Canada, and now they've quietly swept up everything. The American truckers, for some reason, have decided to continue with it, uh, even though it's going to be extremely counterproductive. Uh, if what they really want to do is end this, they would absolutely turn around and continue to just do their jobs every day 
because loading up DC was not going to do one iota. One, they were already ready for them. Um, and two, as myself, uh, Cyprian, uh, and others have said, is that we're already facing a supply chain crisis. We're already uh, experiencing um, inflation. This is, you know, gas and everything like that. It's going to go astronomical. Uh, it's going to go very, you know, m much, much higher uh, now with you, the Ukraine situation. Um, because it was already set up to do so. The lockdowns, the destruction of, of, the, of the economies worldwide. This was already coming. And you have to think of these things because as Americans especially, we have a real problem with connecting dots if they're not right after the other. Right? So we go and we eat McDonald's. And we didn't die of a heart attack and get diabetes right after, right? 15, 20 years later of doing that, we are 100 pounds, 150, 200 pounds overweight for years or decades. And now we're having all these health problems. And then we go, oh, you know, we're told. And we still kind of don't connect because then you, you, you're still going and cheating and doing those sorts of things. But you don't connect these things. It's hard to connect. And, and it's not necessarily just an American thing. Um, it's just more stark here because, uh, we are very much in a culture of consumption now. Like I want to consume my contact now. I want to be able to, I don't want to watch, you know, a four hour long video explaining the crisis in Ukraine and, and the history and all that kind of stuff behind it. I just want to know Putin bad. Let's go. We want everything right now. So it's it's harder to explain to Americans that all that went on with these lockdowns. It was like an earthquake. When you have an earthquake, the tsunami doesn't happen instantaneously. The tsunami comes hours later. You have the earthquake, and then you have aftershocks and aftershocks and aftershocks. And then at a certain point, the sea starts to recede from the beach back out. And then, oh, that looks weird. And all of a sudden, there's a massive wall of water coming. And so that's what happened, was the lockdowns were like this earthquake. And we've had, you know, little aftershocks. And, you know, we've you know, we've seen some problems with those little aftershocks after the, all these global lockdowns and total destruction of the world economy. And we're like, oh, well, that's weird. You know, I couldn't find cheese for these last couple of days, but now it's back. Everything's fine. We are now starting to hit this tidal wave is now coming. The problem is, is that this tidal wave is coming at the same time as all these people are now like farmers and truckers that are saying, let's not do our jobs. Right. And I'm not, it's not a knock on go do your jobs, but it kind of is. Um, Let's stop doing our, our jobs of delivering food and making food and all that kind of stuff. And let's just go in the lockdowns by uh, going to Ottawa, going to D.C. and and uh, blocking the streets. This is part of also of the, the new right uh, philosophy of not being just about law. Like they're starting to understand uh, and starting to shift to use tactics of the left, 
uh, because we saw that during BLM and then blocking roads and every single conservative pundit talking about how blocking of roads was an absolute terrible idea and you're harming people and et cetera, et cetera. So I can't get ambulances through. But when it's done in Ottawa, when it's done for a right reason, this is just kind of showing now this kind of shift away from kind of the conventional conservative ink strategy to the new right, uh, the more reactionary right, the more action and not just reaction, right? But anyways, back to the truckers. Now they're doing this. And now we are going to see them get blamed because they're playing right into the hands as we're starting to see supply chains and inflation crises hit at the same time. And this is why some people uh, speculate with being controlled opposition, which if it was controlled opposition, you couldn't do a better job you are going to have all the people that are delivering the products stop delivering. So now when the products don't show up, now when the shelves are bare, oh, well, this was due to those neo-Nazi far-right racist truckers who went and blocked up our capitals. It's not because of the lockdowns. It's not because of the inability for us to actually manage these ships and stuff like that coming in it is because of these truckers oh and because of the supply chain crisis we're now starting to see price increases right because these truckers stopped and now things get backlogged and now this is showing up and now prices are starting to rise well we can really and this is not all the chart and graph people, all the people working at fee and all these think tanks are going to provide long 5,000 word articles and multiple, multiple charts and graphs showing the preceding of this before any of the truckers and nobody's going to care. Just like they didn't care when you showed the uptick in cases as it's starting to already go up, the mass mandates go in, continues to go up, it goes down, the mass mandates stay the same, and it goes up and down all throughout. Yeah, I mean, like, people like you and me, we read that and we go, yeah, obviously. But they don't. The average person watching CNN, the average person uh, listening to NPR or even Fox News is not going to care the normies aren't going to care because they're not going to go and spend two hours of their life trying to dig through this article and that article and all this sort of stuff. They want something succinct. So what are they going to do? They're going to listen to the guy on Twitter that they listen to. They're going to listen to the YouTuber that they already listened to. They're going to listen to the news anchor that they already listened to that says, truckers did this. And that's what they're going to do. Now, how does this, or kind of relating this in, in, into to scientism, is because it goes back to the charts and graph, is that as Cyprian talked about us entering the dim age in, in 2020, and that we are now moving out of a time of materialism into a time of, for lack of a better term, magic, or I guess you, you, the miraculous, the spiritual, is that... The charts and graphs people are trying to appeal to 19th century academics that were never even a big part of the country anyways, as far as, you know, population. 
they are trying to appeal to people like themselves. And it just, it doesn't work. You don't, you can't break the spell of magic with materialism. And that is what they're trying to do because they've constantly mistaken what's happened over the last two years as being an issue of improper application of science. And this is also what conservatives constantly get wrong when they want to throw up the dumb meme or throw up the stupid tweet and saying, but what about the science? The science shows this. What? The science changed? The science changed? You know, tongue-in-cheek. But they still don't understand that when they say the word science and when their enemies say the word science, they're not using the same word. They're not referring, I should say, to the same thing. Conservatives are far more materialists than the people within the Church of Woke. Conservatives are much more, uh, have much, as much as so many on the left will talk about their, their, you know, the Democrat Party is the party of science. We believe in science. You know, they'll go onto Facebook and do the IFing Love Science page and you know, constantly share about how wonderful science is. But they're not adhering to a materialistic, reductive scientific method is not what they're talking about. They're talking about an aspect of their faith. Conservatives are talking about that, what people in the 18th century would have referred to as science. I mean, there's always been a, a strain of of the, of, of the, I don't want to call it the church of scientism. It's more of a denomination. Um, but the faith of scientism, there's always been that part of it. It's okay. I mean, it comes, it came out of alchemy. It came out of these mystical traditions. Um, and it's mostly just been the gullible people that for one, ever, one reason or another, didn't want to follow the church that fell into it. And even though they are, the, are themselves adherents of scientism, um, they would always propagate one of the, the the many false beliefs of it being some sort of just this objective, reductive method, logic, right? It's, it's outside of, you know, goofy theology and superstition. Um, but conservatives are constantly referring to something that doesn't exist anymore except for in their heads, like they constantly do as well. They're no different than the Weinstein brothers trying to refer back to some sort of uh, liberal utopia that existed at best for a couple years in the 90s. Um, they think of this idea of, of that, that there was some sort of utopia where you know, all ideas could be discussed and everything was free for debate and everything was wonderful and it was just such a free and open utopian society. And the reason they felt that way is because they followed one of the older lines of the Church of Woke. They were members of that church. And then that church got more progressive and left them behind. And now they feel like, oh, well, if we only go back to what it was 20 years ago, that's where it'll be great. And the reason it felt so great is because they were in that bubble. They were in the cool kid crowd. They were in the church. And so it felt very welcoming. It felt like a great community. But then that church started to become more radical. It started to evolve 
as it obviously would, and it's hard for me to understand how they don't see the logical progression from their utopia to where it is now, but that's a different discussion. But they will, will sit there and lament this period that really never was. And when they talk about, when they refer to this period, when they refer to science, when they refer to academia and the institutions, they are referring to something completely different than what their enemies refer to them as. And so what do I mean by when I say conservatives are using the word science and members of the church or woke are using the word science and they're two different things is that conservatives are talking about this reductive, objective, logical philosophy, right? This seeking of knowledge and facts. Whereas scientism is about faith. 99% of the people who will talk about how, oh, I follow the science. They'll put up those little goofy little banners in their, in their yards and say, you know, we believe in science. You know, we accept whatever those platitudes, list of platitudes are. 99% of them have never read more than maybe one research paper, medical journal, whatever it may be. Maybe one. And if then, they didn't really understand it. When they say they love science, what they mean is, is they like the feeling of someone telling them that they have knowledge. It is like being within, um, like, Gnostic, sorry, uh, like a Gnostic sect, uh, the, not, it was the Albigensian Crusade, I can't remember Oh gosh, what were their names? But anyways, they they uh, it, we'll just go with Gnostic. Um, it's like being with an Gnostic sect where you have secret knowledge that is now conferred to you, and that is the feeling that you get when the priests of the church, or the priests of the Scientism denomination, go on Twitter and say the Earth is 14 billion years old. It's 100 billion years old. You're made up of stardust and photons. Um, they feel like, even though it's public, I am getting some secret knowledge. Not everybody knows this. And it's true. Not everybody knows that. I mean, you can read it and a million other people could read it. But when you're talking about 7 billion people and you read it and maybe half of them retain it, you have, you know, 500,000 people that know this one piece of knowledge and the rest of the society doesn't, mostly because it doesn't matter. But um, you, you have this feeling of... of being able to have access to some sort of secret knowledge, it gives you a level of security. And because scientism promises that you don't need to have theistic theology to be happy, right? You don't need all these rules. All we need is this. And this is where the conservatives get confused is because scientism will constantly refer to the thing that science that conservatives think of when they think of science they'll 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 cater out this meme this there i should say it's more of like a cardboard cutout mascot of objective um logical philosophy uh of of seeking out the truths and knowledge and facts and all that kind of stuff when they want to but when it doesn't fit what they want then the science is disputed. When the science doesn't fit what they want, 
they will say the consensus is. When they say the consensus of scientists, mostly what they mean is that the majority of the priests of the church all agree. And that's how theology is made. When you have the majority of the theologians in the church throughout its history and its tradition, um, you know, current bishops and theologians all agree on something. Uh, for example, within Catholicism, it wasn't that the Immaculate Conception that was uh, declared and all that, you know, in the, in the uh, I can't remember exactly when in the late 1800s. But when it was, it wasn't that, that this was some new idea and, and, and a pope just decided to make it. So this had been something that was developed, uh, or I should say it was accepted for a very long time. And then the theology behind the already held belief was developed uh, to support or to tear it down. And that's what's that's the same thing as scientific consensus right scientific consensus 50 years ago was that the earth was going to freeze then it changed to warm and the majority of scientists agreed both times and then both times you would have been told that to oppose the consensus of science is basically opposing god because it's not that that science itself is god and it's not that knowledge itself is God, but it's the idol of knowledge that is their, their, their higher being, right? It's not actual knowledge itself. It's the idol of knowledge. And that is what you're not allowed to oppose. And scientism is a useful, it's not the church of woke. And it's not the religion of the Antichrist. It's all these parts, you know, the woke ideologies, the uh, disintegration of ideas of gender, of gender roles, of the family. All these things are all parts that fit in the same thing. If you notice, you'll very rarely find contrarians within their church if somebody is a big supporter of of, of trans rights of of uh, gender identity none of them will say well yeah but i don't really necessarily believe in some sort of scientism uh based society or anything like that like i don't want that they will all loudly proclaim all together in unison, they believe in the science. Whether that science says, don't wear masks, then wear masks. Now we don't need masks, but they're still going to wear it anyways. They will all, and this is where the idea of the NPC kind of came from, but it's, it's not so much that they're a non-player character. They are more of a part of a larger organism, is a better way to put it. And that organism... That part of that organism has to work and it's incentivized to work in, co in concert with the rest of that body of that organism. Because if it does not, then those cells will just die. They'll be shunned off from the rest of the organism and something else uh, will, will, will fill that, that cellular gap. Um, the problem is, is that, as with anything that is outside Christ, there is no... Scientism, like I said, can give you this feeling of surety, um, 
But science itself, and you, you can't find in science, and this is why scientism had to develop, because science doesn't offer you meaning. You can learn through the seeking of knowledge in the scientific method, you can learn facts. Facts can help you inform your decisions, but it can't give you meaning. If you wake up and say, should I swim, go for a swim today? You can look and through quote unquote science, you can learn that it's 85 degrees. The water is 71. There's a one mile an hour wind coming from the Northwest. The water's fresh water. It's not salt water. It's a smaller lake. Um, there's no known predators in the area, so you don't get to worry about snapping turtles or snakes or something like that. But I can't tell you, should you, should I is a value statement that can't be answered through some sort of logical machination. Like an algorithm can't tell you, should you, it can tell you your cortisol levels will be raised, uh, which will cause feelings of, of emotional happiness. It can tell you that exercise will increase, um, you know, all these different happy chemicals in your body and will lead you to be more healthy and healthier or maybe put you in better moods and all that. But it doesn't tell you, should you, should you is something only a conscious being really with a soul can understand and make that doesn't mean you're going to make the right decision. Um, should you? Yes, I should. You go and swim and then you forgot. It's not Saturday. You're supposed to be at work. Now you're in trouble. Now your boss is mad, could put your work in jeopardy, all this sort of stuff. Should you? And then you say no. And then you end up just sitting there and watching TV or putzing on the house doing something else. And then at night you went, yeah, now it's too late now. I should have gone for a swim this morning, right? Those, those are things that science cannot answer for you. Objective facts can't answer that for you. Scientism had to develop as part of this larger system of the new religion because these questions could not be answered. Atheist, the, the, the moral, moral humanism is kind of uh, a more deeper and more articulate attempt than scientism itself. Scientism is more like if you look at moral humanism, for the most part, it's made up of, you know, higher IQ autists, uh, autist atheists. Uh, it is not the average dock worker who's going like, yeah, I'm going to go to the atheist, moral humanist church. Um, scientism is kind of more that folk religion for them of, yeah, right. You know, there's no, there's, there's no evidence for God. You must have evidence for something to be real. And um, I'm just kind of going to go off that and kind of use this, this concept of knowledge and, and whatnot for um this cosplay of, of knowledge seeking and knowledge uh, knowing uh, as, as kind of 
yeah, it's, it's just, that's kind of more like the folk religion of it. But it's all part of this new faith that is. And I, I, I hesitate to still use the term Church of Woke because that's not really going to be, the, you know, the, my final form um, to use the meme. But for lack of a better term right now, um, it's another piece of it. But we're seeing it fail, which is why uh, you saw the New Atheist really had a good go back in the 90s. It was kind of the end of the evangelical revival of the late 70s and 80s. The megachurch foundings and all that kind of stuff. And it's not that those aren't still big, but they reached their peak and they were starting to go on the downhill. And as they started to get weaker, and it wasn't like the evangelical movement politically or culturally was weak in the 90s, but they were on the decline and they were ripe for it. Um, there's a lot of other reasons why, but I don't want to get into an interfaith theological the dispute on that's not the point of this video. But they really had a heyday, you know, the God delusion, all this kind of stuff of, of evidence-based this and evidence-based that. But what they started to find was that, crazily enough, you could get the edgelord teens, uh, the really lukewarm, I didn't really want to be at church anyway, 20 and 30-somethings and 40-somethings to an extent. But what they started to find is that these people would do it, they would reject the faith that had been handed down to them. They would reject their parents as being backward and dumb. And then eventually they would go, yeah, but, and this coincided too with the, with, with, with the really, the boom of the nineties, post cold war destruction of all the institutions, rotary club, Elks club, lions club, you know, uh, VFW halls, American league, all, all this kind of stuff, you know, and especially in the churches, there was no community anymore, right? And with the internet, which in some ways promises us a, a larger uh, community of, of like-minded believers, uh, but and you can connect to a lot more people that um, that um, believe the way you do, but it is very isolating, as some of you, I'm sure, have have realized that it's, yes, we can have discussions and we can talk on Twitter or you watch a video of somebody, but it is very isolating and we don't have those. So people started to go, well, I want that. And they started to go, well, it was nice that church had that. So that's when they started to create Atheist Plus, the Atheist Churches, and that's where this movement comes. And then the real culmination of this is in John Verveke and his videos. And, you know, I, I, I'd watched a lot of them, but I think... When it was starting to get around like 30 or 40, and I just couldn't keep up anymore. But I've watched a lot of his stuff with Jonathan Pajot um, and Jordan Peterson. And uh, I'd interviewed him back um, during my, uh, which is I mean, somewhat unrelated to Bitcoin, but uh, during the, the old Bitcoin podcast. And he is trying to create a religion without a religion or a faith without a faith, i.e., a system of meaning outside of a theistic hierarchy, right? There's no God, there's no savior redemption. 
uh, story. There's no angels. There's no demons. It's very much based in a scientism, uh, or it is scientism, but it, it's it's a scientism with real teeth. And while I do appreciate his insights, because he he's a very intelligent and smart person, it is a very dangerous thing that he's doing in terms of people's souls. And it is something to very much that I think very much that people should be keeping their eye on and understanding it because it is not going to be some flash in the pan. While he may not be the one who develops it, there is going to be something along those lines that is going to, and it is going to be culturally important. Um, anyways, we're hitting at, at 30 minutes, but um, I appreciate you guys watching. Um, I appreciate you guys listening, whatever the case may be. Uh, you can hit me up on Twitter at, para, at Paracelsus Burns or on um, locals, O-Z-Y-M-A-N-D-I-A-S dot locals dot com. If you guys want to hit me up, ask me questions, always free to talk. So have a great night. Deo gracias. Mm -hmm.